Hey everyone, my name is Brian Howard. I'm a Calgary realtor who has sold an average of a house a week since moving to this great city in 2003. And this is Calgary Living, Real Estate and Lifestyle. I'm interviewing Calgary's top performers as it relates to living and lifestyle in our great city. Some of the podcasts will be real estate decisions specific, but most will be about life in Calgary and why we choose to live here, or at least why you should visit. Thanks for tuning in. Hey folks, neighbors, Calgarians, it's Brian Howard. And today on the podcast, Living in Calgary, Real Estate and Lifestyle, I have my now friend, Jan Demery, on the, on the show. Jan, welcome back. How has it been? You're, you're just a week or two away from becoming our new mayor. I am <laughs> saying that more and more. I am the next mayor. It is an amazing adventure. The power of the mindset. Jan, what have you learned since our last conversation? I think that we spoke, I might have been May or June, and, and interviewing various mayoral candidates and stuff. And you were my very, very first. I was blessed. I mean, and, and, and we live about 10 blocks away. Yes. So it, it was only fitting that you were my first in terms of this. And tell us some of the things that you've learned, you've seen. Uh, were there any surprises along the trail? And what are we? We're about I think 12 days away from election day yeah. when Calgarians say yes to Jan. Yeah. It's been an amazing experience. And I think has been so just energizing for me is meeting new people. I love to meet new people, really listen what's on their minds. And, and we know many of our neighbors and friends, Brian have really struggled these last four years and they need hope and they're, and they're looking just kind of for just optimism and they want to feel safer. That's actually been the most surprising. But then when I reflect and think about what we've endured with COVID, how unsettled all of us, are. and there needs to be a real commitment, I think, to leadership going forward, a plan that can actually move us out so we can be this amazing city, regain our confidence. That's the leadership I'm offering. And every time I talk with people, I had I want to have one of the most profound conversations with a young Asian woman who... She was very quiet on the call. And, and then she said, you know what, Jan, I'm afraid. And then we talked more about that. And we talked more about my vision for this city. And she said at the end of that conversation, Brian, Jan, I feel less afraid talking hmm. to you. Nice. That's the power of leadership. Wow. Fantastic. Cool. And so as you as you've gone down, I mean, how long has it been since you started thinking about like becoming the leader of our city? Was it been it's a few been years a year. or months? It's, it's been a year. year. It's been a year. So that first fateful conversation happened about a year ago. And what uh, and then you threw your name into the hat six months ago or thereabouts? Uh, May 4th was the day. May the 4th oh. be with you. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and but has there been any surprises along the way? Like Countless. Like, the big surprise is the roller coaster ride this is. And, and it often happens, the dips hourly, Brian. You're constantly getting fed with data. You're constantly getting fed with what people like about you, don't like about you. I have an amazing team around me. This too, right, is about leadership. It's not a, never about me. It's about how can I build amazing team that we can accomplish things and how they buffer me, you know, particularly through the ugly, ugly social media comments. As you have gotten to know me, I speak my mind. You know where I stand on things. Apparently, a lot of people don't like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I just couldn't even imagine, like, what it would take to, like, put yourself out in public office, like, this these days yeah. with, 
with uh you know like oh well, you poke like, at it have, have you seen our mean tweets i don't know if you know you know no i just avoid most we've, we've of everything taken a, we've taken a parody of mean tweets like it is vile really like oh what, yeah like so you're being teased what do you mean are you having fun with that or like i don't having even know what fun you're talking with about it, right but you expose it this is what i've learned it's hard yeah. you know a lot of this stuff lives in the shadows and we have to expose it i mean i'm tough um, and I'm very committed to the people of our community, making sure that we build a city where everyone sees opportunity. So that's what fuels me. So I say, bring it on. Wow. And and how's I mean, I in terms of conversation and where we may go with this, how like do you have any? Uh, I have some thoughts or ideas on where I'd like to go. Where would you like to go? What in terms of we got another five or ten minutes? Yeah. Well, what would you like to share with our listeners and primarily our neighbors here in Altador? Is there anything that you'd like to share? What you're seeing? Why? May, I guess why uh, a slant on why we should be voting for you, Jen? Yeah. So this is a critical election because we really are talking about the future of our city, about recovery and what that recovery is gonna look at like. And you know, because of the work that I've done in the not-for-profit sector, married with my corporate sector, and I'm a leader and I'm a doer. Uh, and it's really critical that people do and get out and vote. But I'm gonna encourage them not to be lazy. Don't just go on name recognition, do your research. And I know it's overwhelming with 28 candidates, but there essentially are two counselors and me in this race. And I'm about fresh perspective. I'm not about bickering politicians. I'm, I'm not the politician. I am doing this to serve and get us back on track so that we can actually create a city where there's opportunity. I think we talked about the first time, Brian, one of my key motivators. I've got a, a stepson, 24, who left this city because uh, he doesn't see opportunity here. I think the Calgary Foundation just came out with a survey today. 30% of people surveyed are thinking about leaving this city. If that is not a crisis or an emergency and a reflection, A, on the times that we're dealing with, but also leadership at city council, I don't know what is. We need a change. We need a leader. And I'm that leader. No one else can bring us out of this. Wow. Um, I was kind of happy to hear you say, you know, get out and vote. But along with uh, and I hear that over and over again since I was, you know, 18 years old, I suppose. And to me, it's like a little bit overwhelming to like, get yeah. out, well, I go out and vote in, oh, here I am at the poll and who the hell do I vote for? <laughs> so yeah. I've kind of, I've missed some elections. Shh, don't tell anybody. I know. Um, um, but um, like, you know, you say get informed. And so at this point with 12 days left of the, the race, and you mentioned that there's you and two other candidates, would it be appropriate to bring those names up? Probably sure. not. I don't know. But no, like how, how would you do so the research? There's polling now coming. And so you'll see that the, the leads are, and they're, they're kind of neck and neck, but less than 30% of the vote with a lot of undecided, thinking at least that undecided. And I've been door knocking, many people still undecided. And again, just going with name recognition. Right. So that's Jeremy Farkas and that's Jody Gondek. Okay. These are divisive politicians. They have not shown any leadership in the last four years at a time when we have been in crisis. We need leadership to come out of this, to create opportunity. I've led all my career across sectors. I'm a doer. I bring people together. I'm inspiring. Look at my enthusiasm. I so believe in this. I'm right? not blowing smoke. On a more personal note, my real estate coach is telling me, Brian, he wants me reading more books on leadership, like in terms yeah. of the focus of my business. What does leadership mean? What is good leadership? Good leadership is enabling others to do amazing things. 
And what I know to be true is people support what they create. So the leadership that we need in the mayor, it's not about my ideas. I've got opinions and I've certainly done the research and the homework because that's something I do, Ryan, right? I show up and I do the work. And you'll see that in my detailed platforms. When people do research, go on the website, jandamery.com, and you'll see the plan that gets us out of this. I know what to do. But leadership is enabling others, bringing people onto that, being willing to change your mind because you learned something new that you didn't know. We have not seen any of this indication of leadership by existing city councillors, particularly those two that are in the lead. We deserve better. And I'm offering my leadership. I don't have to do this. I have a great job, but I so believe in the city and it's going to take leadership, not politicians, to get us to where we need to go. As, uh, as you've gone down this road last month and gone to you know, many, I think, debates and such things, I heard you at the Calgary Real Estate Board debate. I tuned into uh, that. And, yeah, uh, what did you fantastic. think of that? Uh, I enjoyed it. It was fantastic. And you know, I learned some new things and you know, it was really worthwhile, I thought. How, what, what are some of the things that you're seeing over and over again? Or is there something that maybe you didn't quite, wasn't that maybe important to you when you started into this race and you know, is now? Like, what, do you, what did you learn over this, these, these months? You know, it, it's always amazing when you go into a new arena right? And you learn what's on people's minds. I, I was struck by the complexity of uh, sprawl versus density and how both of those terms are traps and actually pit inner city against outer city. And the answer is always and. We need choices in real estate. And you, you know this better than I, Brian, what people are looking for. We need amenities. We need to ensure that we're resourcing our neighborhoods equally, equitably around our city. So I hadn't appreciated the deficits that have existed. I mean, we have neighborhoods that were created, you know, in the 60s and 70s that we still haven't resourced properly. And we've got schools closing, I think in scenic acres, that are closing after 20 years because we're not regenerating these neighborhoods, yet we still go out and build more. We can do that. We have land, but there's an affordability question. And because people have been struggling financially, we're worried about taxes. We're worried about quality of services. And some of these services are under extreme stress as we try to recover this economy. So we've got to balance, but we've got to make sure people have choices. And we've got to understand and have transparency in our leadership. So it's not one or the other. And consult meaningfully with the people who live in neighborhoods. Our homes are personal to us. And to have something imposed at a larger regional area, I'm talking about the guidebook, of course, way offside. We need to do that over. We need to start with neighborhoods. We need to talk about the challenges. What would density look like in Altidore? And I know this is a hot topic in our neighborhood because people don't like how the density mm -hmm. is happening. It seems people are, you know, in our own neighborhood as well, like Altidore, Martaloupe. There seems to be a fair amount of, I don't know, like some people just completely against of maybe what's happening and others that are completely for it. Like, what's your stance on, on maybe, you know, 33rd and 34th Avenue, sort of Martaloupe, Altidore, and then maybe some of the, you know, the fourplexes that we're seeing more and more, you know, in the, in our neighborhoods of tending to be on corner lots. Yeah. Right across the street from me recently, there's a bungalow that was sold and uh, there was a development permit plan put in place. Uh, the, the builder would like to tear down the bungalow, put in two detached homes with garage suites on top of with garage suites. So it'd be four families living on that 50 foot lot. What are your thoughts on, on that in, in our neighborhood? Yeah, I think if it's done well, 
because I think sometimes it's even hard to know if a duplex actually is a single home or not. Mm -hmm. we, and many of what I find, people care about what things look like and want to feel that they're being heard. What they don't like is being, have large towers overlooking them, right? There's a privacy mm -hmm. component. We want yards, we want, right? And we want to have access to amenity. But we've got to look at the balance of that in the, the entire region. I've been talking more about putting the, the towers, if you will, you know, four stories or higher, you know, on transit-oriented developments. You look at Westbrook, very close to us. You have a vacant field, but why aren't we building a lot of density there? You look at Mission, there's already tremendous density. So why are we looking to force neighbors? And they're afraid. They're afraid that we're actually going to do these big towers that just sort of impose and encroach. And so we can do density smartly. We can do density where it looks smart and, and is cool and keeps the character of a neighborhood. So these, you know, so for me, it's always an and and a balance. And let's sit down and talk about not either or, well, what would density look like and where would you want to put it? Where does it make sense? Because my reflection in COVID, one of the reasons I love Altador, I can walk almost for anything that I need. Walk or bike, that 15 minute city mm -hmm. concept. It's healthier, which also means we have to make sure that we've got walkable neighborhoods, that there is amenities and how we're sort of developing. But we've also got even a mid to out, outer, a mid ring of developments. that don't have any of these amenities. You have to get in your car. And I don't know about you, but my kids are saying, I don't want to have a car. I want options to be able to actually take public transit and get anywhere. I want something to do in this city. So these are the things that I'm hearing. You know, I want to be safe as we, we started out. So how do we engage people and engage in collectively solving the challenge rather than pitting each other against each other. Mm -hmm. And the city has to get out of the way of doing that. Wonderful. Well, Dan, loving, loving to hear your, your vision, loving to hear your experience over the last months. I want to take your time into consideration and their viewers' time. How else you got, we got 12 days. I yeah. want to share with you a couple of things, Jan, I've shared recently on social media, the power of mindset. And yes. so I'm wishing you the strongest mindset as you forge into the next 12 days of this campaign that I don't envy you on, but I want to thank you again for your standing up and agreeing to be your next leader. And I wish you all the best in that. Jan, what's the best way for people to, you know, maybe say vote yes or help Jane in the next 12 days? Yes, jandamery.com. But also there is a debate tonight that the Chamber of Commerce is hosting, 5.30. I think it's broadcast on global. Tune in. You can get the link if you go on my website, jandamery.com slash events. Donate, get a lawn sign. The election is not over, despite what you're reading in the polls. And what I always say about polling, there's only one poll that matters, and that's vote day. Good. Well, we're wishing you all the best. And thanks again, Jan, for taking time out of this busy time for yourself. Thank we you. really appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye now.